welcome, welcome, welcome. We've got three welcomes this time. That's that's four of the Talk Me Out of It podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Mike Gian. I am joined by my co-host Alan, bringing in the big bucks through Nitrogen Sports. Foreman, Alan, how's it going? Uh, it's going good, man. How are you guys doing this? Uh, what is this Friday? This Friday morning is when we were recording. I don't know when you'll hear this, so hopefully your Friday was good. If you don't listen to it till Saturday. Uh, if you do listen to it today, I uh, hope you have a great day. You know, it's a good day. It's a wonderful day. Um, you actually had a Monday through Friday schedule this week, didn't you? I did. Uh, it's been a while. I'm excited. Looking forward to it. I don't like how my day has to go to get there. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. You live and you learn. Live and you learn. So, I live and work what they give me. It's not my choice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so first thing we're going to start off with Alan, usually every week we have something to sound out and Alan actually made his first withdrawal, um, from nitrogen sports. So Alan, before we get into the subject of today's podcast, why don't you go and talk about that process, um, and how simple and or not simple it was. Yeah. Um, for the most part, it, uh, a tad bit of confusion here with just the, uh, the converting Bitcoin into uh, U.S. dollar. I just, for some reason, was looking over the link and couldn't get myself to be like, you know, this is the right link. And I'm like, this just doesn't seem right. And then I Google it, and it's like, that's the link. I'm like, yeah, but it just, it just doesn't seem like this is the right link. And I didn't want to do it wrong, but no, I tried. Yeah, Google, Google's never wrong. Uh, Coinbase, uh, frequently asked questions page, never wrong. Um, but it, it took. Probably about 30, 30, 40 minutes uh, from my Nitrogen Sports account into my Coinbase account. And then from there, um, after it pended for a little bit, just to verify, make sure it came from, a, you know, doing its little security check and processing into that account. Once it was there, it took less than 10 seconds once I hit the withdrawal button for the money to be in my actual account. Um, I won't tell you guys how much it was. But it definitely will help buy some food for the week. Uh, maybe even pay a bill or two. Not really. Um, <laughs> Alan lives but, in Scottsdale. He has. He has. Uh, he's got. He's got wholesome white people bills. Yeah, they're not cheap. <laughs> I, I need to reconsider. Uh, um, so yeah. So I will. I will. I will interject at this moment, Alan. Now you might be wondering, like, well, that doesn't seem that too bad, you know. If I had money in a bank account and I want to send, if I want to send money to somebody else, you know, doesn't only takes five minutes. Why is four, thirty to forty minutes impressive? Because sports books are different people. Um, even poker online poker rooms, anyone that that deals with money, um, I can remember back to you know playing online in vegas playing online poker in vegas on wsop.com um, you had options you could either have the money wired to or, or deposited into your bank account which took at least a week the fastest option you had was you had to make the withdrawal you had to request the withdrawal to, to take it to or for it to be sent to the cage of a harris hotel the closest one to me i lived in downtown las vegas uh was a caesar's Alan, even you would know that, you know, getting from, because you were recently there, um, it's not very easy to get up and down the strip. Um, how bad was it actually for you going down Las Vegas Boulevard, um, even in COVID times? Uh, it was still pretty busy. Um, still 
still the same heat. Uh, gets hot. <laughs> it's no, just because it's COVID. None of the buildings changed. Um, they're still. They seem close because you could see them because they're so big and so tall and everything's at different levels. Um, but when you have to bend a quarter mile backwards, go up a flight of stairs, go across a bridge, go back down a flight of stairs, come back up that quarter mile forward, hit the main street, bend backwards, go up, go down, go up, go down, go up, go loop around, do a little loop-de-loop across the street. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it takes Before a Before you know then- it. It's it, you're you're on a five mile walk, and you you saw the building the entire time, and it looked like it was five minutes away, but it took you about thirty five to get there. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, for me, so I would I would wait to get notification, and at, at I think the best that ever happened, and it really just depends on how busy they are in the cage. Um, it could be an hour, it could be two hours, but then, you know, I live downtown. You know, thankfully, uh, didn't need a car. But uh, yeah, you know, you got to walk out. You got to hop on the deuce. You got to ride. There's 300 people sitting in there. It's got to stop every half mile. There's usually 40 people that jump off, and then another 45 that jump on, and then you finally get to Flamingo, and you exit, and then you got to walk. If you were driving there to get to the cage, then you got to find parking. Then you got to walk to the cage. You got to show them your ID, and then eventually, you get your money. Not like that with Nitrogen Sports, basically uses Bitcoin and even some other Bitcoin sites that I've heard of um, still can take up to 24 hours um, at least to process. But Alan, literally, I, I timed it. It was 46 minutes from the time that he requested the withdrawal in his Coinbase account. Uh, Coinbase seems like it even took even longer for them to, to, to verify the, the transaction. But once it was there, shout out to Coinbase 2 for having an instant transfer option. Bing, bang, boom. Money's in Alan's account, uh, and very thankful, uh, and, and and very much as a uh, as a result of of Alan's hot streak. Uh, is it has it been a cool off period, Alan? I'm not sure. Well, I don't even remember what bets you took yesterday, but I know. That- uh, yeah, yeah. Yesterday was uh, the first set of losses that I've taken um, in the last almost week. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I got a single match winner yesterday. Yesterday being what was. The fifteenth was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I placed oddly enough four bets yesterday, and not one of them came true. So, oh, but that's okay. You it, you've, it you happens. at least got some. Yeah, you you made you made a little profit, made a little pocket change. You still got some uh, some ammo to work with, and that's what we're going to be getting into now. So, shout out Nitrogen Sports. All the bets that we make on this podcast are thanks to Nitrogen Sports. And right now, Alan, we have. Uh, based on what I see in the schedule, we are down to the last 16-ish games in the season. Some teams have a couple more. The Hornets have uh, two more games to make up uh, from the rest of the league. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so anywhere between 18 to 16 games left. And so what I wanted to look at, so we've obviously talked a lot about the Suns this year, uh, the Pacific Division, and then hopefully them getting through the West. Uh, turns out that I've listened to some other very popular podcasts that focus on sports. There are some other um, people that follow follow this stuff better than than we do um, that are, are singing their praises. And actually, uh, the Suns are now a slight favorite to win the Pacific Division. Um, they are at minus 119. Uh, the Clippers are at minus 115. And that's pretty much it. Lakers are at plus 8,000. It's not going to happen. Warriors are at wow two plus two hundred and fifty thousand. 
um, which is two twenty five hundred to one. It's not going to happen. Um, but we haven't really talked about the rest of the divisions, and so we're going to get into that right now, Alan. Uh, right now, all of them are available, uh, or at least how many? How many divisions are there in the NBA? There's six. Uh, you got the Pacific. <coughs> Sorry, Oof, words are hard, dude. My throat. You hear that? That was crazy. That was um, crazy. Let me see. Let me go here. Let me look them up. There we have the Atlantic Central, Pacific, uh, South, or see Atlantic Central, Southeast, Northwest, Pacific, and and Southwest. So I think uh, nitrogen is. They're not offering any any of them that are pretty much like lock, stock, and barrel. Uh, with a couple of exceptions, uh, Southwest you can still bet on, but the Mavericks are uh, minus twelve fifty. Uh, which ones? So which ones aren't listed here? Uh, I don't think the the Central is not listed, which makes sense because the Central, uh, the Bucks have an eight and a half game lead over the Pacers with you know seventeen eighteen games to go, so that's a lock, uh, or just about as big of a lock as you can get. Uh, which other ones are not listed here? So there's six, and there's only one, two, three, four. So what's the other one that's not listed? Um, why am I? The Atlantic is not listed. It doesn't look like. That's weird. That is. Oh no, it is. It is. It is. Um, so Atlantic, Southwest, Southeast, Pacific. So the Central and the Northwest. It looks like. Northwest is not listed, which also which kind of makes sense. Actually, it makes really good sense now because the Jazz are up six games. Jamal Murray's out. Uh, next team up that could possibly make a run of the Blazers with their nine and a half games away. Uh, very unlikely uh, since the Utah Jazz are at full strength. I think they're at full strength. Um, okay, so we at least have four options to, to take here. Three technically, but we are going to at least talk about the Pacific Division. Um, so just for fun here, oh, looks like let's take a look at the. Actually, I don't. I don't really know if there's any much. If there's much to talk about, but just for fun, let's take a look and see if the if there's if there's any value in hedging um, with the Clippers. So they are too full. Are they are they caught up as far as time of schedule that they've spent? Uh, they are. Two games behind the Suns, uh, but I think how many games in hand do they have? So there's 55. So the, the Suns are still two games. Uh, they still have two extra games. So assuming that they were to win both of those games, um, they would be three games ahead, I think. I don't know how they do the math on this. Um, but just for fun, let's go ahead and take a look at the Suns. Let's see. Let's take a look and see if they have any any scary uh, matchups here. So only so I'm, I'm gonna just count through here real quick so we got one two three uh four five so there's only five games um, that i'm looking at here that are gonna you know be a cause of concern and also should be some really great games the first one is actually coming up on monday uh they're playing at milwaukee then they play two days later at the 76ers uh, then they play uh, Boston the next night, so there's a back-to-back -back there. They get two days rest, and then they're in Brooklyn. So in that stretch, Alan, I'm going to say that going two and two is going to be an excellent uh, result for them. Talk me out of it. Uh, yeah, no, that's 
two and two <clears throat> keeps them keeps them in the race um so i was looking i was just trying to see how difficult the remaining schedule for the suns was looking um as we're talking, I mean, the, the only the only really yeah. scary games they have is the jazz. They have the Jazz, Brooklyn. I think they have Brooklyn twice, or just once. Uh, they got Brooklyn once. There's once. It looks like coming up. Um, so yeah, Brooklyn, I was trying to the count Sixers, Clippers, and and Jazz. Yeah, I was trying to count wins in my head. Um, today, so looking at the yeah, once they hit that stretch of the Bucks, Sixers. Celtics, Knicks, uh, Nets, Knicks, Clippers. Like, that's a tough set of games. And then the Jazz to end it all. Um, and then the season finale against the um, Thunder, which they shouldn't lose that game. So, really, like, no. that stretch right there The in next in, in two weeks from today or, or two weeks from, from around this time. Um, so, that Clippers – the Clippers and Jazz could be for all the cheese. Now, we already have locked up one unit thanks to the Suns. Uh, we had them going over 39 and a half. They already have 40 wins, so that's a wrap. Um, so good job by us. It's probably not going to look good for any of the other futures bets that we took. Um, so now just in comparison, now let's take a look at what the Clippers have to do. So we we're probably saying if they go two and two against those, so they have six tough games, right? One, two, I don't know how do I don't know how like even Boston fans aren't really feeling the Celtics right now. So we're going to we're going to give them like a half. So one, two, two and a half, three and a half. We'll give the Knicks a half because they play hard. So that's four. So they have six tough games. It looks like six, like really tough games. Spurs not worried. Um, I'm only half worried about Boston. Well, it looks like we're actually missing some games here. Hold on a second, because I don't think it went all the way up to. Let's take a look here. Let's go to May, because I think they play till like the middle of May. Yeah, there's okay. So we do have some more. So we have um, at at Cleveland, at Atlanta, and then finish. And then they play uh, Knicks, Lakers, Warriors, uh, Blazers, Spurs. Spurs. They play the Spurs back to back to end the season. Um, so that should be two wins right there. They probably only need to get if they can get to. Let's see. I'm going to say we're we're going to use this to for a prediction later. So if they can go, so they have what it looks like seven really difficult games coming up. Is what I'm seeing. Seven tough matchups coming up, and then the, kind of the, the the last stretch seems pretty easy. I mean, they got you know, no offense, but they got Thunder, Cavs, uh, Hawks. You know, they're playing tough, but they they should have the lineup to beat them. So yeah, really, all I see is that. And then they end with two, uh, which should be two of the games. But who knows? Maybe they'll. It'll really just kind of depend on what they're playing for if they even play there. So I will say that with. 16 games to go wait hold on no they have 17 games to go i'm going to say that 11 and f 11 and 6 is going to get it done in for the uh pacific division talk me out of it uh, 11 and 6 for the suns right 11 and 6 for the suns yeah cool yeah uh definitely 
Um, okay. So 100%. I think they could even it could even be 10 and 7. Um and they'll still get it done. I think Well, let's take a look at the the Clippers real quick. So they have um so they have Philly tonight. So that'll be that'll be tough cuz it seems like Giannis is is still trying to make a push for MVP and we'll talk about that briefly well, in a second. Giannis doesn't play for the Phillies there, buddy. That's Joel. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not Giannis. Embiid. Nah, I, I actually picked the Clippers to win tonight. Um, okay. Mainly because the 76ers, it took 40 points from Joel Embiid uh, to play against a half Brooklyn Nets team. Uh, they didn't have KD. They didn't have Harden. They didn't have Blake Griffin. They barely beat Detroit last yeah. night, too. So, or two nights ago. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, they just. Well, no, the Clippers. The Clippers kind of. Or I get. Who did they even play? The Clippers barely beat the Pistons, which is saying something. But at yeah. the same time, <laughs> when you you're, uh, it was a you know, it just shows the depth that the Brooklyn Nets have to compete with uh, the Sixers being the number one team in the Eastern Conference at, at the moment. But they were able to compete and hold on without three of their best players. So just um, based. Just based on what I'm seeing here, so uh, the Sixers can give him some trouble. The Portland can give him some trouble. Minnesota's not going to be a problem. Houston's not going to be a problem. Uh, Pelicans, they can give him some trouble. So that, that game on April 28th is going to be huge, then it looks like. Because then they have Denver without Jamal Murray. Then they play Toronto. Not a big deal for them. And then how do they finish the season? Yeah. They but have I mean- uh, Lakers. Knicks, Toronto again, Charlotte without half their starting roster, uh, Rockets, and, and then they end with two easy ones. Um, so th- honestly, the Suns might have to go twelve and twelve and uh, twelve and five, and and beat them in the that matchup on the twenty eighth. So that'll be a lot of fun, and that's right before the draft, the NHL draft or NFL draft. That'll be fun. Um, so any interest in hedging on this, Alan? Nope. Okay. We ride. ride. We're riding with the Suns. We ride out. We ride together. Okay. We die together. Bad boys for life. Not copper. We do not own the rights to this. <laughs> Just in case anyone says that. All right. I think we spent enough time on the Pacific Division. Um, now let's get into the Southeast Division. Now this one, um, this one has some 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 fun here. So right now uh, the Hawks are minus one eighty nine, and the Heat are right there at minus at plus one twenty one. Let's so just based on what you see here, based on what you've seen over the last you know fifty some games, um, I actually like maybe even putting like a unit and a half on the Heat. Uh, talk me out of it. Uh, I mean, I, I'd be all for that. That uh, looks like the Heat are kind of finally starting to hit their stride and heat up. Um, they were on a good winning streak until they ran into the a red hot Phoenix Suns team, and uh, that got snapped real quick. But um, Miami's finally playing like that Miami team we saw on the bubble, given uh, playing with all that heart and passion and teamwork. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see them making a a push in these final games to to take that division, and I think it'll be a good uh, return for you if it, if it comes That's true. To. So look, just looking at the stats right now, so they have played 55 games. The Hawks have played 56. Uh, looks like Miami is a game and a half behind. And the, if anything, from what I'm seeing here is that the biggest, um, the biggest reason why the Heat are going to want to make a push and 
try to win as game, many games as possible is that they're in the seventh seed right now. And, you know, granted, if they're if they stay at that seventh seed, I like their chances against um, either the Hornets, the Pacers or the Bulls, depending on where they uh, try to end up. Well, I can't believe a team with 10 losses could potentially be in the playoffs. What is going on with the Eastern Conference, man? Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, are we saying lock that in? We're going to take Miami Heat getting those. It's a pretty good price. It's plus 120. They have to – They ascend, let's take a look at their schedule real quick. So the Hawks, uh, we already know that they're at least playing a couple of good teams like the Suns. Um, so right now they've got – how many games against Miami do they have? That's also important. Um, so coming up, they have Indy, uh, Magic. Still can't make, figure out what's going on with the Magic right now. Um, I want to say that it's a loss, but also didn't Orlando beat a pretty good team recently? Um, let's see. Then they got the Knicks. Uh, they play Atlanta on the 23rd, so that'll be a big game. Uh, Milwaukee, that'll be a tough one. Detroit, that's a layup. Uh, Sixers, that'll be tough. They actually get Sixers uh, two back-to-back games, uh, but they at least get a break in between. Then they play Chicago, followed by uh, Portland, Phoenix, Pacers, Wizards, Wizards, Magic, and Rockets. So I actually that those last four actually make me really like this. Let me just take a look real quick before I before I get in. Or oh, that's for Atlanta. Actually, those last four are kind of making me. Um, so let's take a look at what the Heat get. At least for the for the last. I'm not going to look at all the games. Just the last. So for the last few games, they got Cleveland, Charlotte, Dallas, Minnesota, Boston, Boston. Um. Sixers, Bucks, Pistons. Uh. All right, now I understand. Why, now I understand why the Hawks are favored, because those last four. Are, the only thing I'm going to say. So where are the Bucks right now? Because that's because they play the Bucks a couple times in this last these last few games. Are the Bucks pretty comfortable with their standings? Right now they're sitting at three, uh, three games. They're probably the not place. getting the two. They're pro. I mean. They probably could get to two, but it's one of those situations. I'm going to say it's a lock, and here's why. I have a feeling that depending on how the Bucks schedule, they're either going – they're probably going to be resting players at that point because it seems – especially if – you know, let's say that Brooklyn gets back to full strength. You know, I don't see I don't see the Bucks really caring at that point. They have a five-and-a-half game lead over Atlanta. At that point, they might just – be say okay we're gonna have the three seed uh let's just rest up and they don't even play their starters while miami's going to have it so based on that alone uh i'm gonna say one and a half units on the miami heat uh what do you think about that alan uh yeah i i I agreed earlier i still think regardless of the standings for any other team i think miami is gonna finish their season strong um and i don't I think the Hawks will still be in the playoffs, but they're going to falter a little bit and fall to one of the lower seeds, and that opens up the the door for Miami to sneak in there and okay. uh, avoid playing one of the juggernauts in the first round. Yeah, um, and just for anyone that's listening that wants to catch up here, uh, Hornets plus 1490. 
not going to happen. Uh, Wizards, I'm not even going to mention it. And Magic, we're not even going to mention it. No, Wizards. Wizards disappointed me so much. All right, next up is the Southwest Division. Uh, not too much to talk about here. Uh, Mavericks are minus 1250. Uh, next up are the – so their only real competition here is the Grizzlies. And the only thing I can see uh, – the one thing I'll throw out to you, Alan, just to have something to talk about is that the only way that the Grizzlies are going to have even a sniff is if Porzingis either, they either Porzingis gets hurt or they just decided to sit him and wait um, if they get a clear spot uh, in the playoffs, even without it. Uh, talk me out of it. Um, even if they wait, their schedule's pretty favorable without him. Um, if we're being honest, um, just quickly looking down, they have a back-to-back against the Lakers, but in between that, it's the Kings, Pistons, Kings. Um, depending on where the Warriors stand, uh, by late this month, and then they got the Pistons again. Um... Not to mention the Wizards and then the Kings again. And then two matchups against the Cavs. <laughs> so Oh, so it's a lock. So uh, so it, there's like, no value in trying to in, yeah. in thinking about even betting like the it's, minimum on the Grizzlies. Like without Porzingis, heck, even without Luca, some of those games they can their team is good enough to beat those teams uh any given night. So Okay. Yeah, we'll just move on there. Yeah, there's not much there. Okay. (laughs) So we already mentioned the Bucks a little bit. Um, They're actually, no, that's wrong, wrong one here. Eastern Conference, actually. Let's just talk about that real quick. Um, Right now, Brooklyn Nets are favored at minus 139. Um, If you had to choose any of the teams that have a chance to, what do you think has the best value as far as most potential uh, to make it? Or is it, is it the Brooklyn? Is it basically like the Brooklyn Nets to lose? I would say that the Bucks maybe have a slight chance. Um, 76ers, uh, the biggest thing that that I've noticed is just uh, Ben Simmons just not not being able to score um, or at least be able to shoot. Um, so I don't know where to go. I don't know if, if there's any value here with taking the Bucks at plus 328, but I'll let you have the floor, Alan. Uh, talk me out of the Nets kind of having this thing locked. The Bucks, the Bucks coming back. Brooklyn, you know, woo, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brooklyn cannot stay healthy. That's that's my that's my issue with them taking the top spot. Um, I, I fully believe they'll be healthy in the playoffs. Um, as for the number one seed, I I can see um, Milwaukee making a run and and pulling that off because the Sixers are as good as they are. They've been playing super inconsistent. Um, I guess a lot would be said in the month of May, because um, the Bucks have a back-to-back against uh, against uh, the Knicks. So uh, early May will tell us a lot about that Eastern Conference and where teams will stand. Um, I think they have a good shot. I, if I was a gambling man, which I've learned to be, <laughs> uh, I think my my crazy self would would take that opportunity. Um, well, that's just me because okay. I I tend to do crazy things. So you're taking the Bucks to win the Eastern life. Conference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's just do it. Let's just we'll just we'll just bet a unit on it because because that's a big thing, right? Like there, there's a, there are a lot of factors that I feel like have come into this one. Um, well, 
I don't know. What do you think, Alan? Because you're a basket. You know, you obviously play basketball. Obviously, not at a professional level, but I just have to imagine that. You know, there's only two teams that made it all the way to the finals, and neither one of them are at the top right now. Most of the teams at least had a break. The Nets for sure had a long break, um, and I don't even think KD was KD was hurt that entire season. And Harden, I only I think they got bounced in like the second round or the first round. The Rockets when last yeah last in the, the Rockets, bubble. Like- yeah. Um. Who else is there? Kyrie is. Well, he's Kyrie. He was hit, but he was hurt too. Um. So it's just a matter of, you know, there's two questions I think we got to answer. You know, can can they do it? Can they can they run the slate at least in the East with just two of the three stars? And number two is that can they, um, you know what and number three if they only have two of their three stars what would be the best uh you know kind of one two combination um i'm going to say that Kyrie and durant would be the, the kind of like the best two options that you'd want to have uh talk me out of it um if i think as see that's tough so personally i love Kyrie. Um, but I think if you're going to have two, I would take Harden and KD, uh, mainly cause Harden is proven, um, as a more takeover score. Um, so is KD, like we had, we talked about this last week, KD is a more uh, peer score in basketball, uh, can get a shot anywhere, can, can do almost anything. Harden is just as good, um, but he also has that playmaking ability. Uh, Harden puts up triple doubles, can rebound, can assist. Um, I like Kyrie's defense more, but offensively, if you're trying to score and just put the game away, uh, having Harden and KD together will do more than enough uh, to win you a series early on. But I think once it gets down to the Eastern Conference Finals, um, having Kyrie will put them over. Um, but if it's just two stars against the team, uh, we, we've seen it before, it, it can, it can't, it, it's, it's possible to lose. Uh, the other teams can, can play well and knock them out the playoffs. But I think having all three of them with the, with the mix of Blake Griffin um, obviously makes them the favorite and keeps things interesting. But uh I would rock with KD and Harden over uh, KD and Kyrie. Okay. KD, but KD is kind of like the fulcrum, right? Now, let's just yeah. say for an example, you know, not obviously we don't, we don't wish this on anybody, but let's say that it's KD that, um, that gets hurt. And now it's just Harden and Kyrie. What does that team look like? Do you think? Uh, I think they get out of the first round. Maybe the second round, but that's that's where it'll end. They, once they get up against Giannis, because that, that pretty much makes them a small team, right? Yeah, I mean, size-wise, but just it's KD's the difference maker at the end of the day. Okay. I mean, I guess they got, they got DeAndre Jordan. Well, this team is really well. What's weird is that they have LaMarcus Aldridge still on the, on the active roster, but he just retired. Yeah, probably just hasn't updated yet oh. or something. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm not really sure. It seemed to me, it seems like a toss up. Um, 
aside from that, um, Atlantic division, we just talked about it. So now we talked about the Eastern Conference. Now, from the division standpoint, the 76ers are minus 175. The Nets are uh, plus 120. And the Celtics are plus 30,000. And the New York Knicks are plus 100,000. Um, so neither of those are going to happen. But so are we going to... Do you think we just kind of go chalk and figure that the 76ers are going to end up winning the Atlantic division? Uh, mostly because kind of similar to what could happen to the Bucks, um, there is a scenario where the Nets pretty much have the two se- the two seed locked up and, you know, doesn't really matter who they play. Um, but I kind of like just betting 1.8 to win one on the 76ers. Uh, talk me out of it. Um, I mean, I like to cover our bases here on this podcast. Make sure we always have a winner. <laughs> um, like it's the thing is, we've been wrong on so many levels with the NBA. <laughs> Every it's just it took. What we're fifty-five games in for us, for me at least to finally uh, go on a little heater, for me to have some success. Um, it you you had your your string of you know your two bet Tuesdays uh, working in your favor, um, but then we also hit our rough patches, and it's just like when we have a feeling, sometimes that feeling doesn't come true, but then. We also have a feeling, and it and it works out. So I, the Sixers, they they're great, but they're also inconsistently great. It's like they show up and they dominate one game, and then they scrape by another, and it just seems to be kind of concerning. It's like they they play down to their competition at times, and that could that could hurt you. Um, but at the same time, in the interest of uh gambling and making risks uh go ahead okay well <laughs> well now that now that you mentioned that <laughs> um so here so i guess here's the here's the question that we got to ask um for this particular one do the nets have anything to gain by being the one seed i guess is really what it boils down to um yes okay it, it does and go ahead and go ahead and share that because i i don't have a clue uh well just in the the, the simple fact of um if one of their stars are not healthy, it gives them time. Um, granted, I still think it'll probably be a four-game series, a sweep, uh, regardless who one of the trios are missing. But um, let's just hypothetically throw it in. If the Nets get one and play the Hornets, the Hornets really don't. They're not matching up well. Uh, let's say the Pacers get in with the play-in game. Or the Bulls get in with the playing game, going against the Brooklyn Nets. You think the Bulls are going to put up a fight against uh, Kyrie and James Harden Nets? No, it's not going to happen. Um, but when you start floating in that seventh seed, um, or the second seed, and going against the seventh, you could be going up against Miami. That's a tougher matchup. You could be going up against the Knicks, who are playing very well. That's a tougher matchup. If the Celtics start to falter, you could be going against the Celtics because they're not looking the greatest right now either. Um, I think they're they're finally on a little streak, um, 
but at the same time, we've seen them go on their run, and then we've seen them falter. Uh, so just because they won five now doesn't mean they won't lose four later. Um, and with every game being more and more important, that could easily happen. So let's see. So how does it so work? Getting, how does it work um, in regards to the seeding? So then, if let's say they get the number one seed, so they go one eight, and then they play against the winner of the four five. Uh, like I'm trying to think of the bracket. Maybe yeah. they'll have the bracket here. Can can we see one? Uh, so it goes uh, one eight. One eight is up top. Two seven. So it'd be four five. Yeah, they'll play four. So five. let's see. So then they would get. So let's just take a look at here. So what would be the four five matchup now? Uh, Atlanta, Boston. Atlanta, Boston. So that's, um, from what I've heard, you know, that's. So let's say that the let's say the Hawks win. Let's just throw a name out there. So then they get the, the Hawks and the Celtics. Both teams struggle. So, as opposed to if you flip it the other way, let's say they play against they're the two seed and then they play against the three six. Um, if they're not fully healthy, so I see your point. So let's so we're gonna we're gonna bet a unit and a half on the Bucks then, uh, or be, or the, I'm sorry on the Nets because they have actually more to gain. They're only a game behind. Um, it might be a situation where they'll want to play up until maybe the last game to see if they can play their best basketball. Um, so let's go ahead and do that. So we're gonna take unit and a half on the Nets at plus one twenty, and we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, it's all we're all just here having fun, people. That's all. Um, now as far so that takes care of the divisions I don't think we can really get anything else um, they took MVP down um, I think at the last time I checked Jokic was like minus 300 so I don't know who it's going to be one of those situations where they're going to have to give to someone it's not going to be honest they don't like you know doing it three in a row um, it's probably Embiid, I would say, has the best option to kind of usurp that, um, depending on if um, if they can hold on to the one seed um, against the charging Nets team, then I can see it happening. Um, but that'll do it for our basketball talk. And it uh, looks like all the lines are locked right now for um, today's matchup. But uh, we'll go ahead and, and sign off here. But before we do that... Um, Go ahead and give a shout out to as as always all of the bets we make on this uh on this podcast are made on nitrogen sports we gave them a, a little bit of a shout out earlier um, but we also wanted to talk about a little more of the features here um, it's a bitcoin only sports book that should be on fire right now because bitcoin is on fire uh, but there are uh, obviously a few advantages to that as we talked about alan was able to withdraw his funds um, from his account in about 46 minutes basically unheard of with any kind of sports book in the industry. Um, in addition to the sports book, they also have a poker room. Uh, they have a casino, slot machines. And if you want to be a part of this and support the podcast, the best way to do it is to sign up for an account using the link where, Alan? In the description below. Yes, in the description of this podcast. And how long does that take, Alan? Not that long. You just need a username. And a password. Yep. If you want to be a part of any exclusive deals or exclusive uh, promotions that we might be running, only other thing you have to do is do two-factor authentication, which is usually done through Google Authenticator, and an email. That's it. You're in. Uh, might be a little confusing for some, but if you ever have any problems with signing up for an account, just let Alan or I know. Just hit us up in the DM. We both have access to the Instagram account, and one of us uh, will walk you through it. It's it's it can be a little complicated to to do at first, but once you do it, 
you won't have to worry about it anymore. They have excellent support. Alan and I have both um, have both witnessed that. Alan got locked out of his account, um, and within you know about how long did it take you, Alan, from the start from the moment that you could contacted support to actually getting it solved? Uh, probably about forty five minutes. Okay. Uh, just took them a little bit to respond initially, but once they responded, they res- were responding back within like two, like less than a minute to each email that I sent. All right, yeah. So it's a, it's fun. It's anonymous. It's one of the reasons why it probably seems a little complicated is that it's unlike doing like a sports book that utilizes uh, fiat currency. You know, there's just extra security involved because you're dealing with a cryptocurrency. Um, but it's starting with the popularity starting to take off. Um, don't forget about uh, Nitro Squares, the Squares pools. Uh, got really close to one finally. I showed Alan to it. I had. Uh, Spurs and, and Raptors. I had the Spurs uh, ending with a score of two and the Raptors ending with a score of seven. And it happened in exactly the opposite manner. But when you make bets on nitrogen sports, you just pick a square. And if your square hits, that's free money. Like, who, how can you say no to free money? I don't, I don't know. I, I can't. Oh, it looks like they're actually money. doing uh, nitro. How does this work? Nitro squares for baseball. How does this work? So uh, I'm, I'm last not even going to look at it. Just runs and hits. <laughs> the total number of total, uh, the last digits of the total runs and hits of each team. That's interesting. I'm not going to do it because that's going to drive me crazy. Um, Facts. But <laughs> still not betting baseball. It's too much. I don't know how y'all can watch baseball. Um, but to each their own. Hopefully nobody gets offended by that. Um, but hey, some people, some people can't watch golf. And for the most part, I agree with you. Um, I love watching golf. I love the game. You don't have to like it. I can. Um, man, I was, what is, it's just, I just feel like the retro, I should throw in like the record scratch right there. Cause it seems like I just went. Zzz. Um, anyways, um, Alan, anything else you want to add to that? No, sir. Okay. I think we are. I don't know. I, I I just I hope that uh, we can get back onto our winning ways and not fall into another yeah. another slip up here. No tilt, but, uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna make smart bets. Crazy. Even you can still be crazy and still at least have um so at least think things out. Uh, by the way, um, there is also football going on. I had no idea this was going on, that there's actually like D3, D2, like Holy Cross versus Bucknell. A lot of crazy stuff. There's actually football to bet right now. Um, but we're going to focus uh, on basketball. It looks like some of these lines are opening up. Um, off the top, I'm just going to throw it out. Uh, I don't want to bet. I am actually liking, uh, I can't obviously get the, the points here, but as far as a parlay is concerned, I am actually liking... Uh, parlaying the clippers with the pelicans i'm not sure what that line is going to look like but alan uh talk me out of it uh i think i actually picked both of those teams to win before it locked up on you um let me take a look at my betting slip real quick because i did a as as i say i hope these bets come true i i did a five team parlay (laughs) (laughs) in typical alan fashion 
Uh, actually, no, I did not even touch the Pelicans okay. in this one. I, I have the the Grizzlies beating the Bulls, the Portland Trailblazers beating the Spurs, the Mavericks um, hanging on, beating the Knicks. Uh, that one was a tough one to call because I was not sure. Uh, although Orlando's been playing really well for some crazy reason, um, I think Toronto has more to play for. So I picked the Raptors, and then I have the Clippers beating the 76ers. Um, What's the payout on that? It is 1.54. Okay, that's that's a nice little chunk of change. That's no. Um, so as far as so it looks like they're all starting to open up here. Uh, so yeah, uh, looks like the Pelicans. So we're gonna do it live on the podcast. No messing around. Um, that's fine. Whoops, let me clear that out. So we take two favorites there, ends up getting point one eighty one or plus one eighty one for those two teams. So if I do that, we get a nice little return there of three units. So we're gonna lock that in before it changes. All right. So that's one bet. Um, Alan obviously just mentioned his five team uh, parlay here. Um, anything else now that the board is opening up that that looks good to you, Alan? No, but. In typical Allen fashion, I'm also going to just go ahead and do a minimum baseball parlay. Okay, and what's that going to what's that parlay going to look like? Uh, I got the Padres, the Texas Rangers, the White Sox, and the Tampa Bay Rays. Did a minimum bet. I went back point five. Everything will be fine. All right. And by the way, speaking of baseball, shout out to our uh, our mystery uh, wild card Wednesday um, guest appearance, our celebrity appearance, I should say. Uh, basketball didn't uh, come yes. through, but the baseball, what a call right on the nose, right on the nose. I think that was a two team parlay for like, for like 0. 0.7, right? For seven units. Yeah. Uh, two underdogs. Um, what a call. And yeah, uh, exactly. Man. Considering that this special guest told me never to bet on one of those teams and then bet on one of those teams. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> it was, like, well, what's happening here? Yeah. But, you know. Um, one last thing that I want to talk about, Alan, uh, before we before we clean it, we actually got like a full podcast in. Um, going to be probably, there'll probably be around 50 minutes. But um, the day after we actually published, I was almost going to say that we should just scratch our last podcast. Um, and, <laughs> and considering, um, considering everything that's happened since then, uh, almost feels like a good idea. Um, but. Uh, that morning, the morning after we we recorded that podcast, uh, it was announced that our home state of Arizona actually just passed a sports betting bill. Um, so essentially how it'll work, I don't have a ton of the details, but the first sports book that they're going to open up is going to be at TPC Scottsdale, um, which I am quite familiar with. It is the home of the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Uh, it's going to be DraftKings, which I am super excited about, Alan. I don't know if we've talked about it, but Daily Fantasy Sports. Have you ever done that before, by the way? No, I haven't. Okay, not. but just think about it, Alan. You get a cap. You get a salary cap. Um, and you basically get to pick a lineup for that day. So, you know, same thing with fantasy football. You pick your quarterback, your running backs, um, you know, flex, tight end. You just got to stay within that cap, and you get to compete with other people's rosters. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, by the way, nitrogen, if you're listening to this, um, if you have any desires to do daily fantasy, uh, we will be all over it. 
Um, but doesn't that sound, I actually got to do it for probably like three weeks. And then I was living in Nevada at the time and they, uh, the Nevada gaming commission said, no, you got to get a license and DraftKings basically gave them the middle finger and didn't want to. And then of course it's not, it was it, up until now it hasn't been legal for forever. Um, so just give your general thoughts, Alan, on what you think that, um, how much fun that this is going to be now that, um, it'll actually be something that we can do um, locally. Um, is it going to be fun or is it going to be dangerous? Because, you know, uh, when it comes to the football, your boy likes to do and say crazy things. Um, honestly, I think it'll be a blast um, regardless of what happens, hopefully. Um, it It's... I, I think it'll be a blast. Honestly, I, I'm excited to learn about it. I'm excited to um, experience it for the first time. And I'm just glad it's all going to be legal and uh, we can get people involved and have fun with it, do it as a group. You know, it, it's just going to, I think it'll be a really fun time. And for a moment to get on my soapbox, um, anyone that has a problem with gambling, uh, y'all need to calm down. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't, don't get me started. We were just on a podcast, and um, that was one thing that that the that the host asked is like anything that would get that would get me fired up. And talking about how dangerous gambling is, and how you know, any if you have a, if you have a problem with addiction, um, not my problem. And the way I, I put it to my wife is that <laughs> it's not it's not my problem. And and just and to put it in perspective as as an analogy, it's like all the stoners they they got what they wanted. It's like now it's time for our degenerates, um, to to have our time to shine. Uh, so I don't want to hear anything about that. I've known several people. Alan, can you attest to this? All do you know anyone that had the choice between having a uh, having a a, a a refrigerator with at least a little bit of food, or heading down to their dealer and picking up like like half an ounce uh, to get them through the week? That actually chose the latter. I know personally of people that have done that. How about you? Yeah, I, I know people that have done yeah. that. Um, is that smart? No. Do people do it anyways? No. It's, and does it matter if it's legal? No, it doesn't. So I don't want to hear. I've had my fair share of, <laughs> oh, I got a little bit of food. I, you know, I, I can buy a bottle of Hennessy today. Yeah, alcohol. <laughs> and then not have food. It's the for same a thing. Days. Legal, it's the illegal. Same thing. It doesn't matter. I don't want to, I don't want to hear any shit about it. Just. I'm just I'm just glad that us degenerates have a time to shine and you'll see that it's not that big a deal because people who gamble, they're going to do it anyways. So that actually was a lot less passionate than I thought I was. going to get. <laughs> yeah, super. But since you were in your soapbox, I'll go ahead and uh, knock you out and I'll step in real quick uh, just to say um, real quick. We sometimes may come off a little crazy, a little outlandish here. Um, that's just cause we're having fun and we want our friends to have fun with us and we need to, I personally, cause I like to pressure my friends, uh, need to understand that sometimes that it makes them uncomfortable and it's things that they are not used to and are, uh, are unfamiliar with or are not comfortable with. Um, and we always say like, you know, nitrogen sports is super easy. Nitrogen sports is fun. Um, and once, you know, we've, we've had success getting some people to try it out and, and they like it so we're like well if they like it why won't everybody else like it and um 
sometimes it comes off insensitive and we need uh i need to be better about it um didn't realize the impact it would have because you know we kind of pick on people um megs marcus colston included um they're kind of the go-tos that we 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 pick on and use as our as our guinea pigs and it's not fair to them because we never really took into consideration how it, they really feel about it uh so with that we apologize to our our fellow listeners um but if you have any questions if you have any concerns if you genuinely want to try it we will walk you through it we will help you out and show you that it can be fun it's not as scary as it seems and if not then we just appreciate you supporting and being there for us uh, even just making the account and never touching it helps tremendously um but i just wanted to let that be known that we we are aware and and uh, we do apologize if we seem like we're pressuring a lot of people to do something that they were not comfortable with doing uh, uh yeah so yeah well said alan and yeah um well said and uh the only thing i would add to that is um if you know people um, any any listeners that actually know people that are really into this kind of stuff uh just share the podcast with them and we can we can we can pressure them <laughs> <laughs> something yeah we still like to pressure people we'll just do um, it with more consideration yeah yeah well it, well in all and not not to defend anything but it was it was um tipsy allen's uh first uh first appearance on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he'll be back he'll be back don't worry oh, he, oh he's man still, he's still gonna bored, come back man, when, um, we're, when, when we're hitting like june and we don't have anything to talk about um we're just gonna flip pop culture yeah. and drinking and asking the most By the way, random weirdest questions one thing one thing i'm gonna throw out that has nothing to do with this because because i don't want to end on a somber note but i was just thinking about like dumb dumb bets um in in pop culture or 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 even like sitcom history um i'm just gonna throw one out here and then we're gonna go um so the one thing that people need to learn about gambling or at least should know about gambling is that you never want to be free rolling against yourself and this goes back to i don't know alan are you familiar with saved by the bell at all yes okay so so there was an episode there was an episode that was one of the early seasons. I think it was considered their quote unquote freshman year where, where uh, screech actually had like the ability to, to, to predict the future. And Zach being the, the little prick that he is tried to utilize it for gain. And so he makes a bet with Slater saying that he um, will ace this, this, uh, this, this final, this midterm, uh, given by this teacher that speaks like a million miles a minute and probably is more uh, suited to being an auctioneer. So let me explain why this is a dumb bet. So you never you never want to have it just be focused on your performance um, for the same stakes. That's why they have things called like laying on. So basically, it was up to him to make this bet. It was basically hit. It was up to him to ace this this exam and the other guy on the side of it didn't have to perform at all but was also giving up the same stakes so it's just so if you're ever going to make bets don't ever free roll against yourself because the other guy is like well i don't have 
I guess I don't have to do anything. And if you're going to do it that way, at least make it to where, uh, and there, it was some high stakes. Like, could you imagine having to be a fellow student slave for a week? Yeah, that's no. not gonna happen. Like, not a chance. Like, not a chance. That's why you have odds. That's why not all you know betting games straight up is usually a sucker's game. That's why sports book sports books exist. Uh, yeah, and then um, so maybe we'll throw that at the end of a podcast every time. But just like dumb dumb propositions um, in pop culture history. That's that that just kind of came to my head. So always make sure that it's equitable. That you're not um, that the odds are fair um and uh and don't don't give up the same punishment for somebody when you when all the pressure is on you um but yeah have you i kind of miss that show though honestly (laughs) i don't think i've watched much of it i mean Um, i had i had i had aunts that were you know like eight nine years older than me and so yeah. They're obsessed with seems like shit. it's before my time yeah you were born like that show started before you were born exactly um, so anyways um no contest this week uh we're going to um we're going to kind of figure th- figure some stuff out with that um but as always if you if you're if you're interested in sports betting if you have um if you have a passion for it or if you just are interested in it link below in the description Feel free to DM us, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're having a lot of fun with this. We're still coming at you two episodes a week during the NBA season. Um, and then we will <laughs> we'll figure out what we're doing from there once the, se- once the playoffs are over. It's just, I just want the season to be over with because it, normally it's playoffs right now and it's not. <laughs> it's, uh, we're, we're getting closer to normalcy, but. Uh, Alan, anything else you want to add before we sign off? Uh, man, uh, I hope everybody has a great day. Uh, have a great weekend. Uh, for those that listen and do have an account and participate, uh, I know we have some Instagram people that comment and DM us uh, with their bets that they made for the day. I hope all goes well this weekend. Nothing. But I hope winners. everybody makes a couple, couple, couple bucks to stick in the pocket and move on. Um, and we'll see you guys next time. Yes, sir. And as always, that's Alan Foreman. I'm Mike Gian. And we'll see you sometime next week. Peace.